I'm going to talk to you about the problem of other minds. And the problem I'm going to talk to you about is not the familiar one from philosophy, which is how can we know whether other people have minds? That is, maybe you have a mind, and everyone else is just a really convincing robot. So that's a problem in philosophy, but for today's purposes, I'm going to assume that many people in this audience have a mind, and that I don't have to worry about this. There's a second problem that's maybe even more familiar to us as parents and teachers and spouses and novelists, which is why is it so hard to know what somebody else wants or believes? Or perhaps more relevantly, why is it so hard to change what somebody else wants or believes? <laughs> I think novelists put this best, like Philip Roth, who said, and yet, what are we to do about this terribly significant business of other people? So ill-equipped are we all to envision one another's interior workings and invisible aims. So as a teacher and as a spouse, this is of course a problem I confront every day, but as a scientist I'm interested in a different problem of other minds, and that's the one I'm going to introduce to you today. And that problem is, how is it so easy to know other minds? So to start with an illustration, you need almost no information, one snapshot of a stranger, to guess what this woman is thinking or what this man is. And put another way, the crux of the problem is the machine that we use for thinking about other minds, our brain, is made up of pieces, brain cells.